Shooters, welcome into another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. We appreciate you listening. If this is your first episode, welcome. We're excited to have you. If you've been with us for this whole journey, we surely appreciate you coming along as we try to grow this game of basketball one story at a time right here in the state of Iowa. And with us today, we have Grace Berg with the Drake Bulldogs. If you've been following girls basketball here in the state of Iowa, um, no surprise, this name is not new to you. Grace, uh, in high school, led her team to four straight state tournament appearances and was a four-time All-State performer. And so basketball runs deep in her blood, and she has been making baskets for a long time and uh, doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon here with the Bulldogs. We had a fun, st- fun time catching up with her. It's great to hear her story and how she continues to progress um, from Indianola, uh, quick stop down at Mizzou, uh, and then home where she finally feels like she belongs here as a Drake Bulldog. And so this was a fun one. We hope you enjoy it. As always, shooters shoot. I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters. And I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. Grace Berg, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, excited to have you on. Excited to hear your story. Um, and how you ultimately got to Drake and growing up playing hoops. Uh, quick recap. So right now, I ha- you guys are sitting at 12 and 10 um, on the year. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. I've, I've caught a handful of games, and so I, I know a little bit of where you guys are, are at with it. It seems like you have some really good wins, had some great wins early, dropped maybe a few you shouldn't, bounced back one a few. So right now, as we sit here, um, starting to look closer to postseason, what's your, what's your takeaway on the season so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Um, Not everything's going to be perfect. I think that we have stuck together through the lows, though, and I think that's what makes good teams. And, like, when they have the turnaround seasons, like, we're hoping to have um, towards this end of the season. That's just, like, what makes really good teams. Um, But just I think we're hitting our peak right now, and just all the pieces are starting to connect at the right time. Yeah, I will say, I mean, regardless of record, just the talent and everything that you guys bring to the table, not a team I'd want to see in the tournament, um, which is always a good thing. You might be able to sneak up on somebody and string a few together. And um, as you said, it's always our goal, play our best basketball at the end of the year. Um, so, well, good. We, we hope that's the case. We'll get in a little bit more, obviously, of, of how it all came to be a Bulldog. But we always got to start here in the Shooter's Touch. We got to go all the way back, um, learn a little bit about growing up, what was um, what was the neighborhood like? What's your family dynamic? And then ultimately, how did you uh, how did you fall in love with the game of basketball? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh gosh, starts a long ways back. Um, so I started playing kindergarten, first grade, 
uh, just played all the sports, just like a typical kid. But I really like stuck with basketball, liked it early on, um, just because my mom played. She graduated. My mom and dad both graduated. Sally spoke. Um, and then my mom went on to play uh, basketball at Coe College. And she actually played six on six. It was one of the last years uh, still at Sally spoke. So she played defense. She uh, was pretty good. I'm going to give her that. Yeah, she won the Jack North Award, which is, I think, for back then, like the Gatorade Player of the Year type stuff. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, she went on to co and then just growing up, I always just admired her, um, just her drive and love for the game. And I honestly just wanted to be just like her. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a great basketball player like her and just did everything uh, possible to accomplish that. Yeah. So then, uh, grew up in Indianola. Is that correct? Um, um yeah, I'm originally from Ankeny and then okay. moved to Indianola fifth grade was my first year there yeah then okay throughout. that's what that's what we needed to learn there um yeah. so what was it like what was the neighborhood like uh did you have siblings that you would compete against um what do you and then ultimately what do you remember about that like first competitive basketball game and what you know you're a little bit younger so your your organized basketball probably started way before adam and i so what what do you remember about <laughs> kind of that first competitive game yeah um growing up i have one younger brother he's a sophomore uh He's a wrestler, so he's not great at basketball. He, he'll say he's really good. He's decent at defense, but not the best. But just growing up, um, just super competitive in anything. Uh, we're both competitors, just wanted to win at everything. Um, gotten a couple arguments uh, here and there <laughs> growing Everybody up. Does. We actually had uh, boxing gloves. So my parents would, uh, and like helmets. And so when we like, they were just sick of us arguing. And they would just be like, okay, go in the living room, get the boxing gloves, just like pick <laughs> it out. And so that would, yeah, happen occasionally. And just, yeah, it was super fun. Uh, I guess my first, I'm trying to think, I think probably YMCA ball. Uh, my coaches, like when your parents coach you, I wouldn't want to play any sport unless my parents were coaching me. And so that was always lots of fun, just having them right by my side, helping me through it all. Uh, and just that early on YMCA. And then when I moved to Indianola, my mom continued to coach me for a couple of years. And then I got into AAU ball in high school. <laughs> yeah. And you played at Attack, right? When did you, yeah. when did you join Attack? Uh, halfway through my eighth grade year. So for a couple of years before that, I played on Barnstormers yep. um, with actually Allie Roll Woolridge, who I currently play with now. Um, and then a bunch of other girls like you and I, a couple of you and I girls were on that team um Bradley girl yeah a lot of people are on the valley um but went to attack in eighth grade and then uh throughout yeah that was like the best switch that I possibly could have made just I just I've always said like playing against the best players in the state like night in and night out in practice and just like in that circuit, the Nike circuit, uh, EYBL, just playing against the best players in the country. Like it doesn't get much better than that. Well, and I think too, the, the biggest advantage that you guys had with that was just the amount of, like you said, practice, the amount of talent that was uh, at practice and the number of teammates on your team now that you, you would have played with or been uh, at least in the gym at the same time with, depending on age, um, is pretty crazy. It's, it's definitely... 
I think also big credit too of, of why um, women's basketball in the state of Iowa is where it's at um, right now with all four programs. Um, but so then you mentioned, okay, so going to high school, uh, you're playing eighth grade, uh, you've been playing club ball. So you kind of get the speed of it. Um, going in for a basketball though, first on the scene as a freshman, you have success right away. What do you remember about uh, maybe your first practice and your first game as a freshman in high school? I remember first practice. I mean, even in eighth grade in the summer, I was playing up with the high schoolers, but obviously was playing eighth grade ball uh, still. But first practice was just, I feel like, normal. And then my first game, I remember, was at Norwalk. And I wasn't nervous at all. I was, like, nervous, just, like, excited. Like, I was so excited to finally play. Like, I had my countdown and everything before that. And it was just, like, just so much fun throughout the whole, like, whole game. <laughs> that's exciting i tell you it's funny how you remember that first uh, that first game um you, you get so excited for it um so freshman year taking us through um you, so unique um experience in the fact that okay so you're four four year all-state which is impressive in itself but then also four trips to the state tournament correct and yes, so who did you guys um who'd you remind me who'd you play your freshman year down at state um oh right. gosh putting you on the spot a little uh, bit Dubuque, Dubuque uh, something Dubuque it was the girl um she played last year graduated from you and I she was on that team oh. I can't Western Dubuque I uh, think Western Dubuque I think you're yep. right yeah yes. and and that didn't go as as planned right you it did no. not go the way that you guys wanted that no. if I remember correctly I don't have it in front of me but I don't think it went like you wanted no it didn't I think that's where the freshman nerves came out. Just big stage. That was, I think, probably one of the first games that I actually, I was kind of nervous for. And then I think just as a team, hadn't been there before either, didn't know. And then, um, as you know, yeah, you said the four uh, trips in a row got more comfortable yeah. as we went each year. Well, so then a couple things. So yeah, you went sophomore year. I know that didn't quite go yeah. as well as you wanted to either. Um, but and help me a little bit with this timeline because at, at what point did you move from 4A to 5A and they made uh, that switch? Was that your junior year? Sophomore year. So your my freshman year. year was the only year we were 4A. Yeah. Okay. And so then yeah. they and then they moved um, moved you guys up. And what what do you remember about that? Was that something where you were because obviously the whole 5A uh, class was different, but you guys were able to hang out in that 4A and then mm -hmm. got bumped up uh what what do you think what do you remember about that whole change coming down yeah I mean I'm sure a lot of people are just like uh like not the biggest schools but I'm always like if you want to be the best you got to beat the best so it was always fun just to play the big schools and I mean it's fun being the underdog sometimes and we mostly were like in those big games and uh, a lot of the times we would come out with wins so it was just, yeah, fun. <laughs> so then your junior year, you get down, back down to state. So we're, like you said, we're now in 5A and mm -hmm. uh, actually get a nice win. You guys beat Johnston um, in the first round and then uh, ultimately lose to Cedar Falls in the next round. But uh, what do you remember about that Johnston game and, and finally getting a win at Wells Fargo? That had to feel, that had to feel pretty good. Yeah, that was the year we were rolling. We, if I remember right, undefeated the whole year, ranked number one the whole year. Um, got the win. Johnston was just, I think we started out, out like, I think I missed like my first couple of shots. And then like, we were like, bang, 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 like uh, so many points in a row. They had to call a timeout. 
and then just it was back and forth one of those like back and forth games like on the edge of your seat like uh high high risk high reward just all those good things um come out with the win I think I got the scoring record at the time maybe I think you're right I think I don't know yeah yeah um but it was like a team win I didn't even know that I had the scoring record until after and then uh I remember someone telling me after, but, or watching a video that they were like announcing it over the thing, but we like always did our huddle after the game, like right after, and yeah. we would do like break it down and then like two more on three and like we would scream it for everyone to hear. So it was just mostly team, 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 like team focused. And that was, yeah, I think definitely one of our best teams, obviously record showed, um, not, didn't like turn out like how we wanted but still like a great experience um still talk to a lot of those teammates too yeah that was one I I was actually at that game now you're I'm starting to kind of connect the dots here I remember that game yeah yeah and it, I yeah. mean it, it, it wasn't that long it, sh- it shouldn't it should be more vivid but uh yeah I remember that being a being a great game mm-hmm. uh, you know good battle um obviously that Johnston uh, crew has been loaded with talent, you know, all the way back to then. So that was a good win for you. And I remember um, you guys playing really well too. And so, uh, and, and then, like I said, you lost this year fall. So then senior year, you come back and make another trip to state. Um, uh, obviously you're rolling. Everybody knows who Graceburg is at this point. Um, you beat Cedar Falls, you get your revenge um, in the first round. So you get That's another one. Yeah. 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 So, so that had to feel pretty good. What was, what was it like? Cause like you said, you things were rolling that junior year. You guys, I, I imagine, had very high hopes. Um, didn't end the way you wanted to, and then you see the parents come out and you get Cedar Falls again. Yeah, no, I was very, very excited. Um, I mean, at that point, we didn't like Cedar Falls, so yeah. we're like, heck yeah! And then, yeah, that came down. That was the very last shot, and it was Kiana Barney took it on an out of bounds play, and it rolled over the back of the rim. And so the pictures after that, I have a couple like just like screaming, celebrating. Those are like some of my favorite pictures still to this day, just playing pictures. That's, so that was intense. Yeah, very intense. That was a good game and a good uh, had to be a good feeling to get that revenge. Um, and then you lose in the second round to a, a really good Iowa City West team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we, we talk about this a lot. We try to kind of relive and get that feeling. What do you remember? um about ultimately that game and your career coming to an end of taking that jersey off for the last time um even though you know you're going to play again and I think that that's a little bit different but you know you're not going to play with those girls again what do you remember about the emotions going through that experience I was devastated I remember being absolutely heartbroken uh I remember I try not to cry on the court um but I couldn't help but shed a tear because it was I was yeah heartbroken and just yeah going through all the emotions possible I think they uh they went on to win the team that beat us yeah so makes it a little better I guess takes away the sting just a little bit but still it hurt yeah that it's a it's a tough one you never you never want it to end um you know it's got to and so like you said you try to be as real as possible about it but um so so then with that um we'll have to rewind a little bit because obviously your your recruitment started long before your senior year 
Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you remember about and where about in the timeline did the recruitment really start to get kind of, kind of heavy? Um, was there, was it a, after a summer, a good summer with attack? Was it your sophomore year? What, what do you remember about the recruitment and, and how it all went? Yeah, it starts. It's crazy how young it starts. I got just like an eighth grade, you're getting letters and like all that stuff, like follows on Instagram and Twitter and everything. And I got my first offer was actually from Drake. uh, I think the summer of my freshman year after like a camp here. And then just from there, it kind of kept rolling. I think that summer and then the next summer after my sophomore year were big. And then I just was super shy in high school, was kind of more reserved, like didn't like to talk as much, especially on the phone. And so I was like, oh my gosh, get the recruiting process over with. So I committed fairly young, I would say. I wish I would have waited. I mean, everything I was for a reason, but I committed then. It was the fall before uh, junior year basketball actually started. So yeah, pretty young. Was it, uh, did it feel a little bit like a relief though, to kind of have that out of the way and just focus about basketball again? Yes. Yeah. Cause it's just like constant phone calls. Like, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? Like, just, it felt like it just never ended. And so, yeah, it was a big relief. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I have the next thing like check, like just focus on the uh, next two seasons. Cause yeah, I mean, junior year, I knew we were going to be really good and we were really good. So I really wanted to focus on that season for sure. Hey, I'm kind of interested, um, interested in this, Grace. Um, how, how many letters were you getting in the mail? Or was it, is it now, because Brian and myself, uh, way back then it was phone calls and letters. That's it. That's it. Uh, oh. So how many letters did you actually get during the recruitment process? Um, I'm sure my mom has them all somewhere, but quite a few. I actually You're still got getting letters. Yeah, I got the most gotcha. from Drake. They sent me, I think it was after my sophomore year or my junior. No, it would have been a sophomore summer or junior summer. I don't know. Uh, But they sent me after every single game, they would write a letter. And then once they could, September 1st, like they could call you, they sent like a whole package. So I have just like the Drake binder. My mom has all of it. The Drake binder is huge. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Very like intentional. Yeah, they care. <laughs> I feel like now it's too easy because you can just follow them on social media and tweet at them or mention or do something. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a little bit easier than actually going through and handwriting a letter and, you know, doing all that. Um, but it's that's the way for all of us. It's easier for all of us. It's easy. Um, and so nothing wrong with that. But so then uh, you ultimately d- decided on Missouri. What's what was it like? What what was it? You you kind of alluded to the fact that maybe you weren't quite ready to make that decision. But why? What was it about uh, Missouri that initially kind of um, lit your fire for you? Yeah, um, my top my final two were Drake or Missouri. And I knew or thought at the time that both of those coaches were going to get the best out of me. Like I had great relationships at the time with both of them, like loved both the schools. Um, I think I probably young, I was 16 when I made this decision. So how am I supposed to know my life, my whole life? But I think I kind of got caught up in the bright lights and just, I was like, okay, SEC, like I'm going to again, be playing against um, some of the best players in the country. Like I talked about AU, I was like, why don't I just continue that? And so just all those factors uh, and led me to make that decision. 
Yeah, no, it's always, it's always interesting. Like you said, everything happens for a reason too. Um, and so what, what do you think was the biggest lesson? What did you learn the most about um, going down to Missouri and spending that year down there? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Uh, learned a lot. Yeah, not the easiest way, but <laughs> took a little, took a little detour, road bump. That's what we say now. Made my way back to Drake. Um, I think it was just hard at first because it was down to those two last schools. And so I was like super hard on myself. I was like, okay, like, did I make, obviously I made the wrong decision, like this and that, but ultimately it's, it's all worked out. And I mean, I couldn't even imagine like having these two extra years like to play and like meet all these girls I'm going to and the people I've met now and just all the opportunities that I've gotten. So it does, it all happens for a reason. <laughs> well, it does. And I, I mean, I tell you what, that your, your freshman year of college, no matter if you're playing a sport or not, is really difficult. Uh, you know, it's kind of that first time you're on your own. Um, you're trying to figure some things out. If you're sitting there toying with this decision and whether or not I did or didn't make the right decision, you, you, you probably are right in that you're thinking, you know, maybe I didn't. Um, and so, like you said, you kind of learned things the hard way, but uh, it sounds like at the same time too, you can look back at, on that and and understand that it it led to to where you need to be, and um, that's that's the biggest goal with it. And and obviously, uh, we're excited to to have you at Drake, uh, and yeah. I, and I think that's where Adam's going to take over here and uh, and and ask you the big why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess one more question about your recruitment. I know we're kind of harping on this, but I'm always interested to know. Um, obviously family plays a little bit of part in your, um, you know, your, where you, where you want to go to school, but, um, you know, after, after talking to a ton of players going through it ourselves, you know, uh, I guess my parents, my family were kind of, were, were there for me to support me. However, didn't necessarily say, Hey, we want you to go here. We think you should go there. What role did your family and even some of your friends play, play in, um, I guess in your decision to, obviously initially choose Missouri and then to come here to come back to um, Iowa in Des Moines yeah no my I'm super close to my family mom dad brother um and they I would say similar to what you said supported me they never um told me what to do like hey you should do this like I think that's the wrong decision they let me kind of figure it out on my own um I think if I were gonna make a harsh or really bad decision they would have said something but right. they were like your life, like you're going to figure it out. They uh, just supported me uh, throughout it all. And yeah, I definitely didn't know or realize I was going to miss them as much as I did when I was in Missouri. So it is great being back and very close. Yeah. Well, like Brian said, we're happy to have you back here too. And as Brian also said, you know, that first year of college, no matter if you're a student, no matter if you're a student athlete, no matter if you're on a basketball team, you may, you know, may not want to be on in a, in a school you may not want to be at. It's always tough. So um, kudos to you to make it, you know, obviously made it, it all the way through that and now where, where you think you should be. But let's maybe talk about coming back here. So bring us through that, that last maybe couple months before you made the choice. Um, how hard was that? You know, and then maybe going back to a question about your family, you know, what role did your family play in that? Mm-hmm um last couple months oh my gosh uh it was just I mean you're you guys talked about freshman years hard enough like I decided to ultimately transfer in the middle of freshman year so it made it even harder um but 
I just, I just kind of knew I came to a point where I was just like, this isn't the right place for me. Um, I never, I'm not one to give up either. So it was even harder. I was like, okay, I don't want to like obviously leave in the middle of the season, but it just was not the right fit was not the right place for me at all. So made the decision um, to come back and just like that decision, I didn't, obviously I had to like enter the portal and open up recruitment again, but I didn't talk to anyone else but Jenny. Like I knew just trusted my gut this time, listened to my gut. I knew that Drake without a doubt was like the place for me. So I didn't talk to anyone else. And I just came straight here, straight to Des Moines from Columbia. <laughs> That's a, a little bit of an easy, easier process than in high school then, huh? Yes, just a little bit. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So only talking to one school was great. So it came, it came directly here. So, so what was that first couple of months like on campus? Um, how did you, how did you integrate with the team, um, with, within those first couple of months? Cause I'm assuming, uh, I'm assuming you started in the summer then, you know, to, um, I guess get into workouts with the team and stuff like that. For Drake. Yes. No, I started, I was able to start right away. I was just like, technically, um, was gray squad. Like I was just practicing against them. Right. Gotcha. But, right. Right. I so mean, on the practice squad. Yeah, yeah, which just was making them better, uh, ultimately, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, playing against a lot of good players, because that year the seniors were um, Sammy, Nicole, Becca Jonas, um, who am I missing? Dean, Maddie Dean. So yeah, a lot of good players. Awesome, awesome. And so integrated with the team well, I, I mean, obviously, like you said, you kind of sounds like had the right mindset of, you know, on on a great squad, on essentially the practice squad, you know, making the others better. Um, and I don't know, I was on the practice squad for quite a few years too. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're acting as somebody else, who's maybe a scorer, maybe a shooter, you get, get a little bit more of, um, the green light on the practice squad. I mean, I had a little yeah. fun doing that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It, it felt good every once in a while. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then, so take me through a little bit when, uh, you know, you had the chance to, um, actually, actually play, I mean, in a game, um, what was that initial, I mean, feeling like, you know, after being on that practice squad for um, a couple of months and then, you know, actually having the opportunity to, to contribute to, um, you know, wins and losses with the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took a little bit. So my, I was on the gray squad, my freshman year, and then my sophomore year, I um, sent in an appeal, a waiver to be able to play right away because since I transferred my freshman year halfway through, I could have played my sophomore year at semester. And so, but I tried to get uh, my waiver so I could play right away. And they drug their feet, drug their feet. Uh, it took forever. I didn't know, like we were getting into season two at the beginning. So I was like, I could get a call any day. Like I could be playing today. So I was just like staying ready, staying ready. And then I uh, ultimately found out that it got denied, um, which was heartbreaking. Uh, right. And so I had then the decision to red shirt that year or play at semester. And so I was back and forth for a little bit on that. I mean, that was another hard decision. Uh, obviously decided to red shirt, um, would have the full three years after that. And then that ended up being a really smart decision because that was the year COVID happened and the season got cut short. And so again, everything, everything works out. Everything works for a reason. And right. so just then, I mean, having to deal with that was crazy in itself. Uh, but then I got, obviously we got sent home due to COVID and I'm lucky enough. I, we have a gym in my house, a basketball court and like a lifting. So I really just put in a lot of work 
um, over that time, uh, just shooting, lifting, everything. And then, yeah, I just took my chance, my opportunity once I finally did get to play. So my third year, junior year, redshirt sophomore um, right. against Creighton at Creighton. Yeah, that was my first game. So, so hold on. So you would have, you potentially could have gone for half a year and got about half a year if you would have yeah. taken, God, that's crazy on how, I, know, I mean, yeah. you think about now, I mean, no one, this whole pandemic and everything, we think about things a little bit differently than we did back then. I mean, you would have never been able to anticipate no, not at all. something like that just happening and the craziness that would come with that. Um, and then you mentioned one other thing that I, I forgot to mention talking about your ability to score the basketball, but it all makes sense now. You guys, you have a gym at home, so you yeah. no, no, no excuses. It, it, yes. it, it all makes sense. Okay. Very, right. very lucky. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned well that you, you were kind of up in the air on, you know, you, you could have played any day there in that mm -hmm. one semester. So, so you were waiting on the NCAA to make yeah. a decision and they yeah. didn't really give even give you a timeline at all? No, it was, it was like, oh, we'll get back to you. And then it was just on the other school's end. They were just dragging their feet on it. And oh, yeah, it was, it was frustrating to say the right. least. Okay. That makes a little more sense now. I get mm -hmm. it. Um, <laughs> so let's maybe talk a little bit about that year or so that you were not able, um, um, were not able to play and maybe doing more on the practice, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe considered a red shirt. Um, what were you working on? Uh, what was, you know, one or two parts of your game that you were working on during that, that year? Mm -hmm. um, that year, I mean, you're always working on everything, but I was really uh, working on my three and it hasn't shown until this year, but I was <laughs> continuing to de develop that scoring on all three levels. Um, just really finishing at the rim. I would say just, just everything. I mean, that's everyone's answer, but I would say finishing right. them and then the three point shot. Well, sure. I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Three is, uh, three is worth more than two. So yes. that's a good thing to work on for sure. Yes, so, um, well, awesome. You know, and we talked about it, I touched on it a little bit, but, um, obviously with that, with that year or so, then the COVID year, um, it had to seem like, uh, an eternity that you were not playing and, um, and I guess so contributing to wins and losses for your team. Um, how did that, how, how did that affect you? Did it make you work harder? Were there down times that were like, man, this is, this is really hard. Um, or were you motivated through the whole time? Oh no, there was definitely moments. I mean, there's highs and lows to everything. That's just life. But there was, there was some low lows. Um, just, I would just try to take it day by day. Um, my motivation for that whole year was just getting better each and every day. And then like I touched on earlier, like I was able to go against the players that were playing. So I was like, okay, I can make them better. So that was more my mindset too. That's how I was contributing. Um, and then obviously off the court too, like I could see everything, like mm -hmm. was just soaking it in um, and then using my voice too, to help them. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It had to be, had to be a long time. I, I know how long that retro year was for me and uh, it was a little bit longer for you. So can't <laughs> imagine that. Um, all right. So let's let's maybe fast forward here to very first game where you are eligible to play um you get on that court what's that what's that feeling like what's going through your head um it was you weren't on yet but it was like what i was uh, telling brian just like my freshman year um wasn't nervous at all was just like nervous excited and just was so happy to finally be playing it had been I don't know the exact number of days, but it was 
a big number of days not, not playing and I love basketball. And so I was like, finally, and we won and it was just a good game overall. Good team win. just was feeling really, really good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That had to be, had to be a great feeling, had to be a great feeling. Um, and then, so, you know, just kind of looking through this first, uh, um, I guess last year, uh, and you know, some of the stats, obviously, um, you know, the main one, the first one that I'm seeing here is MVC newcomer of the year. Um, so just reading that you had a pretty good year. Um, what would you say, how did, um, how would you say your role changed, um, in your mind from when you maybe, when you maybe stepped foot on, on, I mean, Drake's campus to that year, um, you know, were expectations, uh, higher in your mind, were they essentially, you know, where you ended up, what kind of role you were playing on the team or were those different? Um, I think obviously everyone has really big goals for themselves. Um, but I wouldn't say I just didn't have expectations. I kind of just play the game. I just have fun and I'm positive and I just do all the little things and mm -hmm. it just always takes care of itself. It always seems to have done that. And that's just, I continue that mindset. So, I mean, obviously I did, I have goals. Yeah. I had big goals, but yeah, it was just taking it game by game, just doing all the little things more. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so what are, what are a couple of highlights of that, of obviously the year personally and through the team um, and you know, obviously with, with uh, NBC newcomer of the year, as, as I mentioned, you know, selected to NBC first team as well. Um, so that's, Awesome. Personally, however, what were some of the memories you, you have of that, of the first year in a Drake uniform? Yeah. Um, I would say the Creighton game for sure. I can remember, uh, since my number is the highest, I was the last one like introduced and it was an away game. Uh, so finally was able to play being introduced starting and everyone, I just had the biggest smile on my face and everyone like cheered extra, extra loud. So that was really neat. Just, for my team to do that and the coaches. So that was definitely um, a memory that I, yeah, will carry forever. Um, but just, I think it was just, I think last year's kind of similar this year, like highs and lows, like expecting to win probably a couple more games, um, but just like sticking together through it all um, and just getting better, like in practice, like maybe those um, games that we did lose, like just getting 1% better each day and just, I really cherish like the moments as a team, like off the court as well as on the court, just like spending time together and getting closer. That's great. That's great. And, you know, obviously, you know, that's a, um, a very mature mindset to have, um, which is, which is awesome. You know, I, a lot of players and a lot of, even, even a lot of older, older players we talked to, you know, wish they would have had that mindset while they were playing, but, you know, um, maybe concentrate on those wins and losses a little bit too much. So, um, well, so at the end of that season, uh, you know, you came to, um, you know, you came to Des Moines with the uh, um, head coach has been here for a while. Mm -hmm. um, she obviously decided to, to uh, move on, move south a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. What was that? Uh, what was that process like? And maybe walk us through maybe two or three days of up to her leaving. Um, well, we had no idea. Uh, it was sudden. Uh, she like texted us zoom meeting like okay didn't think anything of it um and then yeah she just started crying and like I just knew right away and like she told us and I was like crying because I'm I was super close with her like I came back to play for her like had a great connection with her like loved her to death um so I was again heartbroken I was like oh my gosh what else could go wrong type of mindset but 
it ended up Allison is a great head coach and just I mean I after that didn't know exactly what I was gonna do I had the opportunity to go to Oklahoma if I wanted or elsewhere I wasn't gonna go anywhere else but or stay here and I knew if Allison was going to get um, hired, that it was a high chance. And then even before she got hired, we had postseason workouts and they were like amazing and went really, really well, like even better than in-season practices. And so I was like, okay, she's legit. Like I'm not going to go anywhere else. And so obviously I made the decision to stay and I don't regret it one bit. Like I love it here, like would not want to be anywhere else. That's awesome. And I have a, a unique connection uh, with, with Allison. Um, she's from a town that's about 10 miles away from my hometown. Okay. So I've, I've, uh, I watched her play in high school and obviously watched her play um, in college as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, you know, I, I haven't seen her play for a while, but I feel like she could still get in there and, uh, and run, up, run, up, run up and down with you guys. Am I right about that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. She's a little spitball fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, kind of a similar situation to when I played at UNI, um, went there with coach McDermott, uh, and the current coach, coach Jacobson was the assistant coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then I was coach, coach Mack went, went to Iowa state and it was honestly kind of like, you're pretty sudden. He called a meeting and, you know, just, uh, announced that he was, that he was out of there. Um, coach Jake was hired pretty quickly after that. And they were almost, it was actually kind of weird that they're almost essentially the same, the same coach. Is that kind of the same situation with Allison? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the offense hasn't really changed and we added a couple of new things, but it was a really smooth transition. That's great. And I, I don't know, I feel like that's, you know, you keep the, the trajectory going higher and an assistant, you know, kind of a similar, um, at least the mindset um, as well as, you know, some of the, um, her philosophy, some of the plays and, and you know, defensive schemes and stuff like that, just make it make it very smooth, in my opinion. So I think that's a great option that not a lot of colleges um, explore, essentially. So it sounds like that was that was that was, that was a good thing for your team as well. Yeah, there was a lot of she didn't even know, but there was so many alums that sent in emails to Brian Harden because obviously they did like the whole search, like made it official. But she was obviously like one of the highest candidates to get it, but a lot of people sent in like recommendations and she didn't ask for it. Like she didn't even know. So I, that just speaks to like her character and like how good of a coach she was, even like an assistant coach. Yeah. That's awesome. That is good. Yeah. Well, and uh, to Adam's point, it seemed to have worked out well for coach Jake at UNI. So I, I imagine Allison will continue to um, move things in the right direction. And obviously I know Allison personally too, because her daughters are just a year older than mine here in Johnston. And so uh, we crossed paths quite a bit, but that, uh, that's been good. That, uh, has been exciting. Um, like you said, it just kind of all fell into place. And so then what's next? You and I talked a little bit off air. We have, remind me, three years of eligibility left, two years, two, after two years of eligibility yeah. left. So you have two yeah. years left, um, school, you hope to be done next year. Yep. Um, undergrad next year. And then next. grad assistant. Or sorry, uh, grad classes yeah, for, your, yeah. for your last year. GA maybe in the future. I, that, so that's where I'm going. You can see I'm thinking faster than I'm talking. So what's next? So <laughs> you're gonna have the marketing. Um, you're gonna have graphic design, right? Is that what it is? And then yeah. what's what's the goal? Like what after? I mean, eventually this is all gonna come to an end. What what's the plan? I know. I've always talked about possibly playing overseas. 
Good. So like I've I love to travel. Obviously, I love playing, love basketball. So that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, job wise, I mean GA possibly. You never know. Uh, that would be really fun. Just keeping uh, sticking around the game, helping others, like giving back. I think would be super cool. Um, but obviously, I want to stay for sure in the Midwest and hopefully in Iowa. <laughs> gotcha. So from a career, what what are you hoping to do with the marketing? Is there a specific area? And and I'll be the first to say working job career, that stuff can wait, go, go be involved in basketball as long as you can. But what, yeah. what ultimately yeah. was your goal when choosing that major? Um, I love interior design and they didn't have it here. Um, so I chose graphic, but marketing, it was my minor. And then I added the major and I just kind of fell in love with it. Like just love everything about it. So if I were to do something uh, like social media marketing would be super cool. Um, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I feel like I have a little bit of time to figure it out, but <laughs> I, I yeah. got plenty of time. I was gonna say yeah. I'm, I'm 37. I don't know what I want to do. So <laughs> you're you're not uh, you're not alone. But uh, no, that is that's really cool. And obviously, you have some good resources too. Uh, you mentioned overseas. I mean, Reed Timmer, uh, you know, on the boys' side, just just getting done with his career um, over there, and so. I know you have plenty of resources that you can reach out to. So that's exciting. Um, but more importantly, we're excited to see how not only this year, we talked a little bit about that, uh, putting a run together in the postseason, but ultimately how the next two years work out for you. Um, and we're excited uh, to continue to watch you and watch your game develop. But Adam, we can't let her get out of here yet. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I'm listening to the episodes, but we love to end our episodes with a little section called Rapid Fire. Um, where okay. Brian will hit you with a couple of questions, um, some about hoops, but a lot not about hoops. Okay. So uh, you, you, you just hit us with whatever comes to mind. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's easy. We're, we're not going to make okay. it too hard for you. Easy-ish. Right. Easy-ish. All right. First one, favorite visiting gym or arena you've had the opportunity to play in? Hmm. Um, I don't like Missouri State, but they always have a lot of fans and they're really good. So mm-hmm. I would say there. Okay. I like I've that. never been in that in their new arena, but their old one was was pretty big. And and is their new one kind of like their old one? Did you ever go to their old one? Uh, not the old one, I think, but their new one's big. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Missouri State. All right. Um, Hammonds. Second one. Why number forty three? Uh, my mom. That was her number. So wanted to be exactly like her. Took her jersey number two. <laughs> I figured that's not a number that you see every day. So I figured there had to be a story behind it. Because um, you wore that in high school too, right? Mm-hmm. I've worn it for yeah as long as I can remember. Whenever you could pick it, I picked that. That's awesome. And and then we alluded to it a little bit earlier, but uh, so your mom played defense on six on six. So where did where did you learn how to score the ball? Like you know how? Uh, not from her. I've had. <laughs> Luckily, I've had really, really good coaches. Um, Randy Morrow is an attack coach. I'm sure the name sounds familiar. He's actually on the radio for Drake, but he's been like, like my quote unquote shooting coach for however so many years now. So I credit a lot of my shooting to him. That, uh, that it makes a big difference. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I'm starting to see a little bit of that range. I, I like when you catch the ball <laughs> top of key, let it go. So it's looking good. Um, uh, favorite sports movie? uh oh gosh i like my romance movies and basketball so love and basketball <laughs> yeah, it's a way it's been on the pot a couple times so that's okay. a good one i like that um best pizza in the metro area oh i'm actually gluten-free okay so i would say 
a lot more places are getting gluten-free crust thankfully yeah. um i really like truman's yeah yeah i just had that like last week too and it was really good they're like special it was like pickle pizza or something Ooh. it was really yeah. good interesting truman's that I, I obviously have heard really good things but adam i think that's the first time that's come on the pod isn't that, it that, that is because i don't know if i've ever heard of truman's oh really it's case i may have to explore that it's a kc kc yeah. pizza bar all that stuff down there mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one um all right so pre-game playlist who's a who's an artist that you have to have on your pre-game playlist uh j cole okay mm-hmm. like that like that j cole okay um uh like you said indianola uh where you went to high school um actually we, we talked a little bit about that johnston game earlier uh i'm good friends with um lee nelson who's the ad okay. down there and uh he was at that game with me watching you guys play but so we get back down to indianola get a chance to watch the indians um where do we where do we go to eat in indianola Oh, okay. That's a tough one. I'm going to say two. I can't, I got to say two. So A&W obviously is the go-to answer, the obvious, but if you like Mexican, like I do, and I love Mexican, uh, Las Flores is really, really good. We mm-hmm. we definitely go for some chips and salsa on this side. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a good one. Can't beat it. No, definitely not. Um, all right. You've had this, uh, since a, for a very young age, but what does it mean? to you to have the shooter's touch obviously we named this podcast the shooter's touch for a reason um we all have a little bit of a different meaning of it um which we all have said at some point oh that's the shooter's touch so what is what does it mean to you if someone has the shooter's touch oh gosh um what does it mean they have it first thing that comes to mind is we call the shooter's touch the shooter's greens for uh like we say oh they're green like uh for drake if they're the other team so you're green <laughs> ah, i like it love it that's I great that. that's a good answer too nice job on that putting you on the spot <laughs> all right last one this one's gonna be much easier this is gonna come very easy to you but we always end um what's the best thing about being a drake bulldog oh my gosh just the culture i'm sure everyone that you uh talk to that goes to drake says culture but it really, everyone's super close. Coaches are amazing. Teammates are amazing. So the culture is something you can't beat. Yeah, uh, that's that's for sure. I mean, that's ultimately, you know, the big part of why we play this game is to be able to, you know, be with like-minded people that we enjoy being around, um, build relationships that last forever. And so it's a big part of it. And like you said, Drake's got a good one. Drake's got a good culture um, on both sides, uh, men's and women's program. Um, facilities, everything that comes with it is, has been great. And so uh, good answer. Uh, Grace, we appreciate you taking some time with us tonight, jumping on, sharing your story, um, learning a little bit more about you. We wish you guys the best of luck here as you continue to finish out this season. Um, and then two more years to come, we're going to be watching closely and wish you wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As Brian said, thanks a lot, Grace. Great to meet you. Um, and we will definitely be watching. Uh, best of luck the rest of the year and uh, next, next uh, couple as well. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you both. Shooters, we've got to give a quick shout out to Greenline Design Company. Jacob over there was the one that helped bring Shooting Santa and Shooting Shamrock to life. Did a great job. It was a lot of fun to work with. Super easy, super professional. And so a big shout out to them. If you want to reach them, it's greenlinedesignco.com is the best way to see the rest of his work. Um, 
we appreciate him and helping us out. Um, look to help him out as well. If there's anybody else that you know we can continue to help support or would like to support us here at the Shooter's Touch, we'd love to hear about it. Let us know. As always, Shooter's Shoot.